This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you are listening to the Super J Cast. Woo! Asuka! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Uh, Damon, the, the bar is open. The penalty spot open for business. Yeah, the penalty, the penalty box, Joel. Box. Uh, it, it is open, and um, oh, I, we had a great. Uh, we had, here's what we did. We were keeping it very uh, tight. We keep it a very tight the guest list because of our. COVID-19 fears, even though people are starting to get vaccinated in this country at a decent clip, which is very good news. Um, but yes, it is open. It is wonderful. I, I I just sit there and stand in it and stare <laughs> and think, I can't believe this was uh, my old garage. Um, it's It looks cool. It looks great. And uh, I couldn't be happier with it. And now um, I just have a constant flow of alcohol <laughs> at this point. It's not good. When I'm bored, I go drink. And uh, so, uh, you know, a couple beers a day keeps the doctor away. That, that's what they say, right? Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> I think it's a couple of bags of crisps a day keeps the doctor away. Ah, well. Have you got, have you got crisps? Have you got any kind yes. of bagged snacks? In- yes. Absolutely, yeah. I have walkers. I have walkers. Uh, so there's a um, a, a a British uh, food place, I guess, for, or distributor, or I don't know. But they have like they'll have like football novelties, and of course Guinness like paraphernalia, and they also import in different foods. Like um, what are those fucking cookies that I like? Um, not the the, the 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 like the strawberry jam filled ones. Oh, what are they called? Uh, are they rings? Yeah, is it a ring? Yeah, okay. yeah, with straw strawberry jam and yes. is there cream inside it as well? I don't know if there's cream, but there's definitely strawberry jam. Jo- Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. That's what I don't say. Jolly Dodgers, and I knew that wasn't right. Yes, they have those, and you know, just stuff like that. And they have Walker's chips. And they have uh, like little snack packs of them, but they're expensive, obviously. But yeah, I had that, and then I had some local ones, you know, local plain old ones. But yeah, I have, I, I, yes, I have snacks. Um, my friend stocked because my one friend Steve did all the work, like uh, all the work. The bar is made out of concrete, like the bar top, and then we poured an epoxy over top of it, so it gives it that bar top finish so kind of like you know you know smooths it out and everything but the, the actual bar itself is is fucking concrete which is awesome um and we were mixing that and pouring that dude i did one bucket of mixing and i was like steve i'm out <laughs> you gotta do this whole thing <laughs> i can't do it. i'm so exhausted i was my, i can feel my shoulders popping out of their sockets um but he did everything. 
So he was there and his wife, um, Winnie, who I work with, and um, my best friend Tom. Well, my best friend Tom didn't do anything, but he said, look, because you're writing the checks, dude, and he's doing the work, I'll throw in money for alcohol and, and, and stock you up. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know, that's cool. So we had people over on the Super Bowl Sunday. And he came and he had he had a bottle of everything. And really good shit. Like bottle of rum, bottle of gin, bottle of vodka, bottle of fucking two bottles of of Irish whiskeys, different varieties. Uh it was tequila. I was like, fuck. So my bar is stocked. I have a fucking K, you know, a, a a tap system in the bar. I have cans in a refrigerator of of different micro brews from the local area. Fucking, it's, it's heaven. I got I got the the fucking retro pie hooked up the other day. That's that's rocking in there, so we can play some NHL '94, some Streets of Rage. Uh, then I got five terabytes of pro wrestling that I can access at any time in there, plus multiple TVs for live sports. Uh, I, it's heaven. It's fucking heaven, Joel. And uh, I cannot wait for you to get there. Cannot wait. Can we just talk about my bar for two hours? It's a thousand times more interesting than these shows, but don't you think? Have you seen the news that came out of Pro Wrestling Noah today? I just woke up, so no, I did not. What's the news? There is a new GHC champion. Wow, okay. All right. Who's that? Is it somebody that's is it is a surprise person? No, I mean the okay. match has been booked for a while. Oh, okay. uh, someone who has quite a long and uh, distinguished history with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Quite a while ago, though. Oh, <laughs> um, one of the three Musketeers. Really, Muta? Uh huh. Keiji Muta. Just beat Goshi Azaki, and he is now. Oh my god! Uh-huh. I mean, the I mean, fifty-eight years old. He's, I was he's about the to third say. man in history to win the uh, New Japan's IWGP Heavyweight Championship, All Japan's Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship, and those GHC Heavyweight Championship. And the other two, do you know who the other two were? Or should I just tell you? Oh, just tell me. I'm too tired. Uh, Kensuke Sasaki and yeah. Yoshihiro Takayama. Yeah. Look, he is an an absolute legend, but. The last time I saw him was probably, you know, the last time I was in Japan. And he, I think he was on like a Wrestle 1 show or something like that. Guy could barely fucking walk. And I know he had like hips and knees replaced and wow. That's, hmm. I mean, I, I can't say I'm, um. I'm a hardcore follower of Noah. But that screen, like, either that's got to be a real transitional champion, like a, just a real give him the title and we're, he's getting it right off. Or that is a real weird move, don't you think? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of weird wrestling moves that we're discussing today, so uh, I, I'm not throwing any rocks, Damon. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't, I didn't see the match. I don't know the build. I don't. So, so I'm going into that that news blind. But, but here's a here's a take from a person that's just blind to the situation 
That seems like a real weird fucking move for a guy near 60 to be to win your championship. What what are you doing with that? Like what 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 is that? Where does that go? Um I mean, you're not building around him, right? <laughs> the, the guy uh, Wow. I don't that's that's a weird move to me. That's a real strange fucking move. He should not be winning your world title. I'm going to flat out say it. That's a that's a guy that should not be winning your world title right now. They have a lot of talent there too. Hmm. I wonder what's what's the do you know what the what the temperature is in in Noah Land? What's what's the what's the feedback that you've seen in uh, the former uh, uh, Emerald Greenland? I think a lot of people expected this to happen. Right. Given that Muto's you know, potentially a big draw and um, sell a lot of tickets, do some numbers. Uh, yeah, really? Maybe the response has been uh, congratulations to Goshizaki for having a really run. terrific reign as the champion. Right. That's just a weird fucking. And here's the thing: you could see Muta any fucking weekend, any you know, any independent show. It felt like at any time. I got a picture of me sitting at Corkin Hall, and I'm telling you, there were probably 200 people in this building on a on a fucking whatever a Friday afternoon. Uh, and it's me, and he's and Muta's walking by, and he's hobbling. And he's not wrestling on the on this show. He's just making an appearance. But I, 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 I think the last time I went, I saw him on three different shows. So it's not like he's this guy that's, uh, you know, rare and you're not gonna, you know, he, he's gonna draw this big house when he shows up. He's there every fucking weekend. You could pay less than twenty dollars to see him. Uh, whatever. I don't. I've uh, okay. I, again, I don't. I don't. It just seems like a weird move to me. Okay. We have our own promotion to talk about. We have our own promotion to fucking yell and scream. Pro wrestling, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really has. Uh, so, speaking of weird weeks in pro wrestling, I'm going to jump straight into a question from Sean. He says, "I'm unsure how to put my thoughts into it." I'm just excuse the noise, by the way. I'm in my mother-in-law's house, and there's people and, and uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews running around screaming. So. Sounds like, uh, sounds, so, like we're gonna get, sounds like we're going to get some guests. Sounds like we're going to I say you bring them on. Get their hot takes on this Noah situation. They don't speak English, but we can... Ah, we'll work around <laughs> that. make any less sense than usual, would it? <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, so Sean says, I'm unsure of how to put my thoughts into words, but if the first hint of the AW New Japan working relationship will resemble anything like that no DQ match Kenta participated in, can we go back in time, weld that forbidden door shut, and push it into the abyss? Um, I watched the Dynamite tag match, which is on New Japan World now, if anyone else wants to check it out. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, Damon. It's not for me. It's not to my tastes. But, I mean, just putting that match... To one side, let's look at the bigger picture here. Damon, your thoughts, please, on this whole Kenta Mox situation. And do you think that the Forbidden Door, uh, a term which has now been trademarked by All Elite Wrestling, no. do you think the Forbidden Door is now smashed open? Well, we did a show, and I think it was minutes after um, we got, you know, the AEW show where Kenta hits the ring and away we went and the floodgates opened. 
I don't want to say forbidden door. I don't want to get sued. Um, and I will say that he, the, the first angle with Mox showing up was, I mean, we knew, but still it was nice to see and, and a good surprise. Uh, the second angle we had speculated that it was going to be occurring and um, absolutely we were spot on. Um, and now it seems like everyone expects this idea of, you know, Okada showing up or, or, and and vice versa, you know, Kenny Omega showing up and the, the dream cards and the, and the fantasy booking and all of that. Um, and Dave help helping to fan the flames of there's a definite opening, but yet if you read what he had said, yes, there is an opening when, and it begins and ends so far with what we've seen here. Could there be more? Sure. We've said it for months. Uh, we, we believe that there will be. Um, especially with when, when we have talking and conversation and and uh, thawing of ice that has formed throughout the months. Sure. But to sit here and to say that this this idea of it's it's uh, an, you know they aew is is New Japan USA and and New Japan is aew Japan is, not we're not there yet, and there's going to be a ton of disappointed people when that doesn't happen as quickly as people think it it is happening. Um, there's no, there's nothing official. There's nothing that's there on uh, you know other than this particular scenario, this particular Kenta Mox thing. And it was more, from my understanding, a, dare I say, a tit for tat. A, okay, Mox, I, you know, I want to work this fucking show, get this title off my back, blah, blah, blah. Okay, there's no crowd, there's, no, there's really no financial benefit to New Japan. You're not working a technical show in the United States. Go fucking do it. Can we get Kent to come on our show? Yes. Okay. If that's if that's the door being opened, then that's the door being opened. But I don't see a flood of people pouring through that door. Let's put it that way. Now, there are other things that are out there. I here's what I'm here's how I'll wrap this all up in a, a nice little fucking bow. I think we're in a state where people are looking for opportunities to make up for lost income. And people are willing to put aside certain things to make that happen. Those traditional lines in the sand might not be uh, as defined as they once were because people are looking to make up profits, lost money. And at the end of the day, that's what rules pro wrestling. 
please make no mistake about it. That is what drives this business is making money. Uh, I, I'm sure that you'll see more from AEW and you'll see more of this partnership, but it's not going to be a instant thing. That's for, that's for sure. You might even see New Japan pro wrestlers that you know and you might love and you might not love uh, in different promotions outside of AEW. How about that, Joel? You might even see that. You might even see New Japan pro wrestlers in North American promotions that aren't AEW. Why? Well, because of where we are. I mean, look at look at uh, look at the, the landscape of the U.S. pro wrestling world right now, and look at all the weird things that have happened just in the past four months. Pretty crazy. Again, those those petty things that have kept people apart usually subside when they look at their balance sheet and they say, "Oh fuck, what do we do?" And and the guy next to you is doing the same thing, and you're, now you're looking at each other like, "Okay, how can how can how can we make some money here?" And I think oh, that's what's heavyweight going. title on Keiji Muto. <laughs> well, right, that's, I mean, that's that's one thing. Man, I, that one blew me away, actually, Joel. That, that's, I know I opened that. And, I, and again, I feel like I'm um, not really the best person to be talking about it. But, my God, it's like I just can't get over the fact. Like, you would see him every fucking show. Every, in the show, you seemed like he was showing up. Um, so, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is there. What are your thoughts on this uh, door opening, Joel? It's pretty exhausting, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you asked me last week, what what are the chances of a full working relationship between the two companies this year? Bearing in mind, like like you said, last week we knew Kenta versus Mox was in the can. We discussed there was a good chance of Kenta appearing on Dynamite. And I gave you 3% because of COVID, travel restrictions, attendance restrictions, etc. And then Big Dave comes out and says there's a working relationship. And I was like, shit, they've, you know, they've signed a deal or something. Maybe some talent exchange maybe a co-promoted show something we didn't know about so I, I read what he wrote I listened to what he said and uh, drum roll please it was <laughs> that Kenta and Mox are wrestling on Strong and that Kenta's on Dynamite which we already knew so there's no new information there right he got nothing okay to me this is not a full working relationship until we get some uh, uh, consistent international talent exchange, uh, co-promoted super show, things like that. We're a long way away from that. So I'm sticking to my 3%. New Japan have agreed to negotiate with AEW because they they didn't want to strip Moxie of the US title. They wanted to continue to work with Moxie. Moxie's great for, for New Japan US viewership, you know, YouTube numbers, things like that. Logic's there. You can see both sides milking this for all it's worth, and we'll see how it goes. If New Japan starts to see a big boost in their world subscribers and strong viewers are up and merch sales go up, then yeah, they can dip their toes in a bit more. Um, honestly, I think some of the best analysis for this was from the Tamatonga, the Tamas Island podcast, which uh, might surprise you for a man who spent the last week or so speaking in Japanese to Iron Fingers and a, a rubber chicken, but I, I really think he nailed it, though, so I would recommend 
listeners go and check out that as well. Give us, give us the, uh, uh, give us the, uh, give us the feeling from that podcast. I mean, you, you, uh, what we've said. It, it's yeah. a start. You know, the doors open a little bit. You're peeking through the door, and so who's there? What do you want? You know, and then you're taking it from there. It's this is maybe we're just arguing semantics. I don't see this as a full working relationship. It might get there in time, but we're a long way away from that. You know, um, we'll see. If in the coming months others follow the same path, or like you suggested, maybe slightly different path, path like lots of uh, US-based New Japan guys not doing a whole lot right now. Um, just trying to think who who hasn't been on New Japan. Finn Juice popped to mind. Right. I haven't seen them on a, any Japanese shows for a while, so they're probably back in the states, um, spinning their wheels. You know, they might. They want to make. Well, listen, they want to make an impact somewhere, right? They're they're right. right. You know, they're, they're just they're just trying. There, there's to... a lot of other backs that need scratching. You know, we saw uh, during the Super J Cup uh, a whole host of promotions being represented there, and other forbidden doors that we thought were closed being open. We saw Chris Bay appearing in the Super J Cup. So Chris Bay in the Super J Cup makes you well. You know, that's one company giving a little back scratch to New Japan. Is that back scratch going to get reciprocated? We'll wait and see. Dave. Right? Who knows? Who knows? So, I mean, I, I know a lot of New Japan fans are apprehensive about talent exchange. Like, a hypothetical scenario here. Let's say, I don't know, Marco Stunt being in Best of the Super Juniors and taking a spot away from Master Watto. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'll fucking drive Marco sign, to Tokyo myself, David. <laughs> sign, sign me up for that, please. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. My, my point is, I think we're a long way away from that, so hold your horses on the fancy booking for now. I will say this, and again, sometimes it gets a little bit overdone. Do, do you think that stuff like this, though, gets people fired up? Um, yeah, it got me fired. I was excited watching, seeing you know the timeline popping off, seeing Kenta appearing on Dynamite. It's hard not to get excited about that because uh, since 2001, <laughs> I've been wanting to see a well-executed wrestling invasion angle because I certainly didn't get it then. So I think you'd have to be, you know, digging your heels in pretty hard to have seen all the buzz that came from Ken Trippin on Dynamite and think, ah, this is rubbish, I hate it. I can understand being nervous about it, but I thought it was genuinely exciting and I understand why the people are excited. We don't know where it's going to lead, but uh, I think given that 2020 was such a difficult year for pro wrestling for various reasons this can only be a good thing right right and and here's the thing as you know as much as they try and as much as dickheads like us <laughs> kind of give you spoiler for everybody uh it was exciting and it was you know you saw people's timelines blowing up and um you know you know kenta showing up on AEW was was really fucking cool. And even the post stuff, you know, where he tells Kenny to go fuck off, uh, you know, all I thought all of it was good. Like to me, that was, you know, that was exciting pro wrestling. And I'm not going to lie. I got juiced up over it. I, I thought it was fun. Um, and by the looks of the buzz and the interest that it generated, it was an excellent, excellent, Excellent idea. Um, again, not to beat the dead horse, but 
it, it, I don't know if this necessarily means full-blown partnership, full-blown door opening, but it is a start, and you got to start somewhere, and they started safely. If you notice, all the components that were involved there started safely. Now, Kenny kind of having dipping his toes in this is okay, a little bit, all right, okay, all right. But again, uh, even New Japan social media retweeting stuff, you know, there's little things out there that are like that give give a sense of of positivity toward this happening. I, I just think people are ahead of the game a little bit. They're going to get disappointed by this, and then it's you know somebody's a shitbag for not making it happen. Give it time. We're 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 pointing in the right direction, and eventually I think it it will happen, but it's not here yet. George says AW has gotten cons- consistent praise for all the partnerships they formed during the pandemic, while New Japan has worked with ROH, Impact, GCW, MOW throughout with Nary Mention. Does AW get more praise due to a Western bias? And yeah, I think that is something that's overlooked, the way that uh, New Japan has been so in season and building bridges with a whole host of promotions, not just AW. Yeah, I, I, and, and again, we talked about that um, a, f- a few times and they always have had that element of their, you know, business dealing. You know, there, there's constantly guys being brought in, and that's throughout the years. And I think AEW is is just, you know, let's be truthful here. It's it's probably the hottest pro wrestling company in the country, if not the world. And I say that because they have a major cable television show. And the only one that would be comparable would be WWE's show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, the more eyeballs are going to be on it. More focus is on it. Uh, it's easier for people to consume because, again, all they need to do is pop on their, their, their television and it's right in front of them. If they know how to use a channel guide, they can find it. Um, and, and away we go. And, and you know, there, there are names that people recognize and the people that they don't recognize, I think they do a, a decent job of getting those those people over. There's voices that they recognize. There's a lot of things that work for AEW. I'm going to tell you right now, I like AEW. I like AEW. I, 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 for compared, giving me the option of what's on Monday night, which, I, which truth be told, I haven't watched in years. Uh, I'll take it every day of the fucking week. I'll take it every day of the fucking week. Um, so yes, do they? I, I, more people are going to see what AEW does than what New Japan does with MLW. I mean, that's just that's just a fact. Um, just because of the position that they're in. The other piece of news that came out this week was something we've been hinting at for a while, Damon. Oh. Uh, New Japan has now partnered with the Roku Channel in the US, Canada, and the UK for. A, a weekly one-hour program, Thursdays at 5pm. So it's basically the old Axis show, uh, World of Pro Wrestling. And this it just seems like a bit of a, a sideways move. You know, it's not going to hurt, but is it going to necessarily bring new viewers to the table? I'm not sure about that. I doubt it. I don't uh, even know where it is. I couldn't... <laughs> right. I couldn't tell you if I have it. I couldn't tell you if I've ever watched anything on it. Um, and I know that there is confusion. And it might be just 
dopes my age. <laughs> to be honest with you, we don't know what the fuck it is. Like, like, do you need a Roku to access this channel, Joel? No, I don't think so. I think some cable, satellite TV, whatever providers host it as a channel without needing the app. Okay, so but, you... um, I mean, certainly, it's a. Do you feel that they built up this announcement? Because there were people sort of speculating that this is going to be a big TV deal, and then it turned out to be a relatively bit of a damp squib. Well, I mean. If, if we're fair to them, they never really said it was a TV deal, did they? They said something along the lines of coming yeah, we'll to your TV. On, we'll be, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, we're splitting hairs there. I think right. it wasn't an unreasonable assumption to see that and think, oh, TV deal, was it? Well, that's what people want, right? At the end of the day, that's what people want. And, again, there is speculation that, that they have talked to networks in the United States um, but here's the problem. Networks in the United States, they are in major flux. Like like a, a an option that um, New Japan may have had in the past might have been uh, a network called NBC Sports. NBC Sports. Um, that carries – they do they, – they actually have the broadcast rights for the Premier League in the United States. Um, so you would watch – you know, your Premier League games on this network. They also have uh, a partnership with the NHL. They're going goodbye at the end of the year. They're, they are folding into that streaming network peacock uh, that NBC owns. So that that option is, is going goodbye. Um, ESPN, I'm going to tell you flat out, ESPN is not picking up New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would be – I'm going to give you the old 3%, <laughs> Right? ESPN is not picking up New Japan Pro Wrestling. Would Fox Sports? I don't think so. They got if they have a relationship with the WWE. I can't see that happening anytime soon. So now you're again you're left with these fucking dollar store cable networks that I, people don't even know they have. And I guess it's something, but you know, I, I think people people want this network, you know, this show to be on. A, a a real cable network I I mean I don't I don't know where that's going to occur because the deal that's going to be made is not this cable network signing a check to New Japan Pro Wrestling for their for their content it'd be the other way it'd be New Japan paying for a spot uh, and some kind of deal where it breaks even I don't know but it's not like there's cable networks salivating and knocking on New Japan's door for a cable deal. And I say that a major cable network that's doing that. That's for sure. So if we expect a TV deal to happen where, you know, you know uh, a million-dollar deal, that's not, that's not happening. That is not happening, to be very clear. It's going to be, if anything, a break-even. And I don't even think it's going to be a break-even, to be honest with you. All right, well, let's get on to talking about the new beginning in Hiroshima then. We won't do every single match. uh, So we'll just touch on the key matches there. But but without going into any match-specific statement, overall, it was a bit of a... You know, we, we were not particularly excited going into it. And 
that's how it played out, isn't it? Look, I, I as strange as it sounds, I went into this recording today. And even in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I try and find a silver lining. Maybe I try and find, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, how do I word the fact that it was just there? And, and I found myself trying to make excuses for it being just there when it wasn't just there. I don't think it was good, right? There's a big difference between, oh, I was there. I don't think this was good. Um, I turned off two shows. Well, I turned off one show and, and was like, oh, okay, that was that. And I didn't like it. And then I then going into a second show where I'm like, okay, I felt like I had to get through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I felt like I was watching a movie that ended on a note where, okay, I'm not really that interested in watching the second half of this fucking movie, part two. And boy, it lived, it lived up to it. I, I know people are going to tell me that, okay, these are, are new beginning shows and these are, aren't major shows. And, and I'm going to say fucking bullshit. Their job, they're not going into this saying, let's put on fucking dog shit show. They're not, they're not, they're not. Uh, but boy, it did feel like they were with not only the lead into these shows, but then the actual show and then the ramifications of the show. Um, I was just left scratching my head, man, and thinking, here's the problem that I have with New Japan, Joel. Consistency. You come off of a, of, a, of a show, and it wasn't the best show in the world, but it was a decent show with Osprey, Kojima, and even to a certain degree, Okan, and Tenzon, maybe not from a working perspective, but at least there was build and interest and, and people got into it. Tanahashi, Shingo. You come off of that and then you get dropped into like two shows of just stuck in the mud. I feel like I'm the stick in the mud, but I don't know anyone. And again, I'm not as active as you. I, I don't give a fuck what people think, so I usually don't look. But I ask you. Uh, there's no buzz for this, right? Nobody's coming out of this like... No. No. You know what I mean? It's... I don't think these shows were good. I don't even think these shows were, ah, oh, they're okay. Oh, they're... I don't th I don't think as a package, as a whole, these shows did were good. Period. Let's get into the specifics then. Let's start with the main event of night two, which was the IWGP and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match with Kota Ibushi making his second successful defense against Sanada. 27 minutes, 51 seconds with Kamagoi. This, I, I was dreading this day because I was scared it was going to go an hour and it didn't go an hour. It went 27 minutes and I, I liked it. I thought it was decent. It's not going to be touching any match of the year lists um, 
but I was engaged. I was entertained throughout. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. A couple of messy spots with TKOs, but I was pleasantly surprised. I thought this was a good match. Um, I'm not sure how I would compare it to the G1 final. Maybe maybe a little bit better than that. I thought sort of bell to bell that it, the G1 final match had a, quite a few moments in the first half where I was losing interest. But this one kept my interest throughout. Um, so yeah, it was fine. But I think the bar should be higher than that right. for IWGP heavyweight title matches. Right. You know, we're used to the best. You know, this is supposed to be the best wrestling on the planet. And you know, two guys going out there and having a good match that that shouldn't really be enough, should it? I shouldn't be satisfied with that. Correct. Um, and and Zack Saber Junior on commentary, I got excited about that, and I shouldn't have been because he was a bit crap, wasn't he? He was almost inaudible for most of it. He, you know, Kevin Kelly was trying his best there and, and setting him up for talking points, and he was sort of backing them away with one-liners that weren't really that funny, and it just didn't really add a lot to the the match. Um, but yeah, overall. It was okay, <laughs> big old bowl of okay. Right, but that's you. But you said exactly what what I think a lot of people felt was okay. This is the main event of the show that has on a show to me that needed that main event. Like we've had shows that have been okay, and then you get to that main event and it saves the show, and. That was the fear going in, was, okay, traditionally, these are shows that, okay, you're not going to get your meat and fucking potatoes till the main event, and the main event saves it. Are these two guys the guys that are going to deliver? Listen, Kota Bushi, I think, is fantastic. I really do. Uh, he's had more great matches than even good matches. To be honest, Sonata, and we all know what I think of him, so why why rehash that? For new listeners, I don't particularly care for him. Uh, they didn't. They this was not. This was this was exactly what we thought it was going to be. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. And we saw an okay. IWGP heavyweight title match that needed to be really, really good to save a show. Let's be truthful. And they didn't deliver. They did not. They Not only did they not deliver, I don't think they came close to delivering. They gave an okay match. Okay. Okay. And Zach, you know, I think Zach helped, helped, uh, magnify the okayness like like his drab commentary helped enhance the fact that this was exactly what it was drab this was this was a beige suit this is exactly what this was looking at implications coming out of the match bash says is sonata the new gotto um and yeah he's i don't think he I can't see him winning the top title. Like I said, we understand why he's popular with the uh, domestic audience. He's good looking. He is charismatic to the 
domestic audience. I can't for the life of me think why. You know, it's not something that resonates with me personally. So I just think he is now a guy who you you trot out, you know, once a year or whatever to challenge in these big matches and you know look sexy. Why? And, uh, <laughs> give, give you a three and three quarter star match. Put him it. Put him in a fucking tag. And have him make a calendar every year with his shirt off, or wearing you know his 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 highly tailored suits, uh, and let it be that, uh, you know, just keep him away from from any significant pro wrestling matches. That would be my dream. Let him wear his mask. Let him brood. Let him wear his uh, summer suit with his with his uh, with his little hat. Right, his little summertime hat and his shoeless or his sockless uh, shoes, slip-ons. Fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, so, certainly not for me either. Um, but <laughs> the only thing more tiresome than his matches are the discourse surrounding him as a wrestler. So uh, let's move on then and talk about the main event of night one, which was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Hiromu Takahashi completing his first successful defense against Sho in 35 minutes, 38 seconds with a time bomb two. Uh, this, I, I was bored by this day. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with it per se. The work was good. You know, lots of shouting and forearms and big dangerous spots and power moves and stuff. But for some reason, I just could not get into this at all. I thought it was too long. They didn't really feel like there was much of a story or, or a connective tissue to it. I didn't think at any point show was going to win, and it didn't have that pace and excitement that I associate with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. It, it felt like a heavyweight match, um, and yeah, I, I felt nothing watching this. I know this is harsh because a lot of people really like this, but it just didn't do it for me at all. It was okay. Um, it was no, you know, what's weird. It, it, the, the, the thought I had while watching this match was this felt like heavyweights trying to be juniors. Right. Um, and I just, do you mean heavyweights trying to be juniors or juniors trying to be heavyweights? Uh, no, I it felt like, it felt like heavyweights trying to be juniors in the sense of they're, they're struggling to eat, to, to 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 make what junior matches uh what what makes junior matches shine right it wasn't like we saw like a, a thousand dives or stuff like that but it was like it was uh, the struggle like it feels like these two guys w- want to be heavyweights so bad that they were heavyweights kind of locked in a junior's body the way this match felt like. Does that make any sense? No? Okay. Yeah, no, it, it does. I, I was coming at the other angle that it was like two juniors trying to work a heavyweight-style match. But, yeah, I, I mean, basically, I think the analogy holds true that it was two guys working a style of match that didn't, didn't suit them. Yeah. No. Does this... this you know... Um, Hiromo has a really strong track record, right? I mean, there's there's no one sitting here questioning Hiromo and, and and what he is to the company. 
do you have some reservations on show? I like show a lot. I think show is fucking unbelievably talented. I think he's a really great pro wrestler. What's missing? Where, where, what? Because, because this is not the first time he's been in a big spotlight where it's kind of felt a little bit underwhelming. It's a good question. Um, I'm just thinking back to show singles matches that I enjoyed, and I think my favorite one was the Shingo New Japan Cup one last year, the MD Arena one, right? Because that was just balls to the wall. There was no downtime. They weren't trying to do sort of main event style. You know, sometimes that Shingo style match I can find a bit uh, copy paste and a bit tiresome, but it worked there. I think show is better in shorter, more intense, higher paced matches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 This, he loses me. He loses me in the, in those longer matches. Like he doesn't have the like. I don't think Show is calling a match. You know, in this situation, I would I would be shocked if that were the case. But I don't think that's the case. But it, it the longer it goes, it, it, he doesn't have. And and again, I'm I'm the comparison I'm making. Please, I mean, you know, I'm I'm giving you the best person in the world to help amplify the example. But if you take a look at like Hiroshi Tanahashi and the way that he has the ability to to build and take people on rides with the match structure and how it's laid out and when things occur, um, that I don't think show has any real strong concept of at this point in his career. And again, it's, I'm comparing maybe the guy who is the best ever at that to show, but again, but to, but to, to amplify and, and that he's missing that component for me. Like the longer it goes, he, he loses me. Um, and the sprints he's able to, to capture my attention and keep it, um, I don't know. And and you would think that would be the type of match you would have with Hiromu. I guess they had to kill time, right? They gave him the, a, a spot that, that they had to shave a lot of time off, maybe. And I don't know if Show's the right guy for that. Andrew asks, if the IC title is split and Hitomi... Let's put Hitomi here. I guess he means Hiromu, unless he's talking about the uh, adult video star Hitomi Tanaka who I think would be a fantastic main eventer, but uh, let's assume he means Hiromu. If Hiromu wants the main event in the Dome, do you think a good start to getting there would be a junior title semi-main event at Dominion? He could... We come back to the same problem, isn't it? Like, who is the opponent that's going to be a big enough draw for that spot? Yes. Yeah, that's what I... That's that's kind of like what, what I hinted at with last week. Um, I mean, right now, you can't put... You wouldn't headline Hiromu at the Dome, would you? Because you need some. No, you need. No. Yeah, I mean, wh- like the two, the two biggest candidates are Ryuji, if you can get him back, and or you, you build up El Desperado. Those are the two top names for for me. I mean, it, but that's 
you they would have and again it's pro wrestling i mean that's their job to do these things but they they need to, to do something for both of those people to fire up <laughs> you know what i mean to, to get that interest going because just out of the gate and on paper while again you have the, the the possibility of great matches i just don't know if that's like your domain event that's asking no, a lot. No, no, neither of those could be domain event. I'm talking about a Dominion semi-main event. Like, let's say... If oh, yeah. You think, okay, we're penciling in for a Dominion semi-main event. Um, Desperado's our guy. You know, start yes. building him up. Um, have him win best of the Super Juniors. I definitely think that is a serviceable uh, Dominion semi-main. But yes. the, uh, domain event, I, just, I don't know who the guy is. It's nobody right now. It's nobody. You can't headline anybody with Hiromo. No, here's here's who you can headline against Hiromo. <laughs> a guy who is not a junior. <laughs> that's that's what you do. That's how Hiromo headlines right now the the Dome. Like, it, But yes, a Dominion show? Absolutely. I, you could headline, uh, you know, if, if you do it right. Um, now, after that headlining Dominion show... Could you run a very hot angle, or you know, and get people even more amped up for uh, a match, whatever that looks like? I don't, I don't know how you get from point A to point B, but you would need Dominion to be a launching point if you were going to put Hiromo as a main event on a dome show. Something again to put into perspective. Something Liger as as a you know defending the title, never done. Tiger Mask, never done. You know, there's a lot of big names that have never done that. And that's not to say that Hiromo can't, just, just putting it in historical context. Big name. That never happened. Let's talk about the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Gorillas of Destiny with their first successful defense against Dangerous Techers. 29 minutes and 8 seconds, G.O.D. won via disqualification <laughs> after Taichi attacked with the Iron Fingers. Uh, you go first, Damon. Come on, man. Like, what? <sighs> and, and, and here's what's the most frustrating part of this. And correct me if I'm wrong. There's really no hint of this program going anywhere else, right? There's no hint of rematch i mean maybe down the road but it feels like we're putting this completely on pause right after this match so we got a dq finish with no payoff that made no sense to me uh, you know what i mean like uh, come on i know it's pro wrestling but the guy is so distracted by these fucking iron fingers that he loses focus after 20 minutes over 20 minutes like, like honestly, did you did you when that match is over? Did you even question your fandom of Dangerous Techers just because they they were perceived as absolute boobs? Did you just like oh, what? What are they? What? Look, back in the glory days, the glory days of Japanese pro wrestling, you would have big matches, big stars being uber protected. And you would see 20 minute matches and then they tumble out of the ring and they brawl in the crowd 
and ringing of the bell, and everyone tries to break them up, and you would see this constantly, constantly. Then things changed, clean finishes, and they got away from that nonsense, the idea of we had to super protect everybody. We did this finish not to protect anybody, not to do anything other than get over a fucking iron finger. Nobody got over in this match except a fucking iron finger. What is happening? What the fuck is happening here? I'm genuinely not trying to be contrarian here. I liked it. Ah! I'll explain the reason why I liked it. Because as a crazy person, I've been watching all the Road 2 shows and all the backstage promos. And following all of that stuff, you can track Taichi's descent into, for want of a better word, madness. You know, He's just been so uh, distraught by losing these iron fingers and the symbolism that they have to him for whatever reason. You know, whether that is his, his comradeship with his uh, you know retired... Buddy Izuka, who left the Iron Fingers to him, or you know, if, if he thinks that's a sign of disrespect that uh, Tamatonga took them, and all the mind games that led into it, and him just just basically losing his mind in the backstage stuff going into this match, I don't think the match would have made sense in the context of everything I've just mentioned for Taichi to not a not get the Iron Fingers back and b to just get them back and think, oh yeah, I've got them back now, I'm going to put them put them away safely and win the match uh, with a clean finishing move and pin them one, two, three. Right? That wouldn't have made sense for the story that they told. And Why didn't they I'm flip not, it? I'm not going to tell anyone that they are wrong for hating it because to go half an hour and end in a DQ is a bold move, to, to put it uh, mildly, and I understand why a lot of people are upset with that. And if you haven't watched all that, backstage stuff and all the road to shows then yeah it may it, it won't make sense and it's going to leave you feeling dissatisfied i thought the match itself was really good i thought um tangaloa in particular was excellent like some of the the strike exchanges he was going out with tai chi you know his forearms that really devastating and him sort of playing off the the finesse and the technique of zach was a really nice stylistic match there and uh yeah, I, it took me a while after watching this with conflicting thoughts, thinking, well, on the one hand, you know, you don't do half an hour of wrestling and then end in a DQ. But then also me thinking, but actually that works with the story that they were telling. So uh, I was conflicted on this, but I'm on the side of I liked it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, nothing, no need to apologize. Uh, the uh, So the idea that they were they were... Painted into a corner, and they had to do a DQ finish because, you know, he's going to get these fucking things back, and then you know all hell is going to break loose. Okay, you mean to tell me we couldn't have a, I don't know, we we could even do a fuck finish where somebody gets screwed over, somebody gets pinned, and dangerous techers couldn't just you know get pissed off and and then beat the shit out of you know get some revenge right and get the iron fingers back. Right, we had to, we had we had to a ruin a match in the process by using getting the DQ, and then b continue on with the nonsense with the with the iron fingers. 
Like, okay, getting the Iron Fingers back. Great. I cannot believe we're sitting here talking about getting the Iron Fingers back. Uh, uh, the demonic possession. He's possessed Damon. The, the spirit of Izuka or whatever uh, okay. evil forces are in the Iron okay. Fingers. Does anyone person. want that in their New Japan Pro Wrestling? Okay, well, okay, what if I come at it with this analogy? At the end of uh, The Empire Strikes Back, the Star sure. Wars movie, uh-huh. um, and Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader going out. Spoiler alert. Uh, Darth Vader cuts off Luke's hands and yes. uh, the, but the bad guy wins at, at the end of the day in that movie and everyone's like ah oh, you know were people I, I don't know because I was I don't know what year that was but I don't think I was born yet But uh, I saw it in the theatres alright is that what you're trying to insinuate I'm old fuck you alright <laughs> <laughs> okay Uncle Damon um, yeah. d- is that a, a fair analogy you know this no. is not the end of the story that it's okay to have a, a an unsatisfying ends to this chapter. But it is. Gonna... But it is. That, that, this is, you, you, this, what, do they have the Iron Fingers back in their possession? Yes. Okay. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network
Um, is there a rematch in this? Do you, or you know, is do you think that there is a? Not that we know, or we have the booking sheets in front of you, but do you expect there to be a rematch um, during the New Japan Cup? Uh, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a question. It tells the dude says, do you see Taichi regaining the Iron Fingers at the end of the feud with him and Tama, or do you see it continuing with both men slipping more into insanity as their desire to possess the fingers escalates? Um, I think this is Dangerous Tekkers on ice for now. Uh, that's what Zach said. He said he's concentrating on the New Japan Cup now. Could I see those guys facing off in the early rounds of the New Japan Cup? Sure. I, I would say that is probable. Right. Okay. I don't know, man. I, I, yes. Can, could this continue on? Sure. Do we want this to continue on? Do Joel, do you want this to continue on? What, this feud between Garuza Destiny and Dangerous Techers? Correct. Over the they, Iron Fingers. I think they have a great match in them. Or at least a very good match. If right. uh, do you not, I don't know do you, when, if and when they would do it. I mean, we've got the cards for Castle Attack, so it's not going to be happening anytime soon. Uh, but I will look for the silver lining here and say, I think... From an in-ring perspective, since their return, Gorillas of Destiny have stepped up their game hugely. Yeah. And I think they are a very fun tag team to watch, in my opinion. Right. And I think it's the right move for them to keep the titles. And I'm looking forward to seeing their upcoming matches. I have no problem with them keeping the titles. Let, let, me, let, me, let me be clear. But I want the focus to be on the titles. Not the Iron Fingers. Not once did we talk about the fucking titles. We talked about the Iron Fingers. Right? Yes. And I see your point. You know, for all the great work that Dangerous Takers did elevating those titles, the fact that the titles felt like uh, an afterthought in that match is a shame. Yeah. Even if it does make narrative sense. Okay. But the, but the narrative stinks, is what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I liked it, but uh, we'll have to agree to differ there. Uh, Okay, well, let's stick with Gorilla's Destiny then and talk about the semi-main event from Night 2, which was the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match with the champions Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii successfully defending against Tangaloa, Tamatonga and Jay White. 27 minutes with Yoshihashi pinning Tangaloa following the Kinkoji. I thought another very, very good Never openweight six-man title match. I yeah. like the way these are structured. I like the way that Yoshihashi is always the heart and soul of these matches, and I think he always delivers. I thought he was great here. I thought Gorillas of Destiny were very, very good again. Um, I don't really have that much to say. I thought this was very, very good. I thought probably the best match of the two shows. Thank you. Um, uh, we're in real close agreement. It might not be my the number one, but it's up there. Um, and it's amazing how these fucking never six-man title matches turn into, again, they're slotted to be just, you know, on a show, it feels like. But they always seem to rope in guys who have their working shoes on and, you know, want to have a, a, a good showing. I thought it was great. I, 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 which, again, I don't know why it's it would surprise me because they've delivered consistently. They've been highlights of shows consistently. I don't know why this this is shocking 
me or anyone else at this point. Like, these matches are becoming the highlights of shows, people. That's crazy talk. But 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 here we are. And and again, I, I don't think there's anything wild or crazy or they it's they're it feels like to me that these matches are built on just solid pro wrestling foundations. It's not like they're young lions going in there, but we're not going off, you know, I don't have to f- fucking stretch my brain to, to 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 understand motives and 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 um you know, just they're they're great pro wrestling matches that make sense because they're fighting over these titles and they give a fuck about these titles. It's always great. And, and and they've been doing it consistently. And once again, maybe not on this show. Yoshihashi, man, he's become one of those glue guys. He's become one of those glue guys that you're almost, dare I say, counting on to help save shows. Yoshihashi is that guy. That's that's saying something, right? And you would you would expect just because it's Yoshihashi that you would have like some kind of drop off or some kind of like um, you know you had your year and then okay we don't maybe that's it maybe people just think okay you had your most improved year and way to go and we're not going to build off that because it's Yoshihashi no no I I hope they keep those fucking titles forever. Forever, I because because every time they come out, I'm into it. I'm I'm into it. And and, and here's the thing too, Joel. When it's when it starts, it's it's almost a a un, you know just a just a physical reaction that I have no control over that occurs, and I see them, and I think, uh that's my first my body's first reaction is. And then I have to realize that, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. These guys are good. I, I know I know you're conditioned to, to, to hand wave. Just stick around. This is good. This is good. And they always are. Yeah, well-deserving winner of the uh, Super Jackass Most Improved Year-End Award. So uh, there we go. Um, well, let's talk about this. All these shenanigans between Evil and Okada. They had a tag match, which went 1 minute 27 seconds and ended the counter. And then an impromptu Okada versus Evil singles match, which went 5 minutes 41 seconds, ending in disqualification. Oh, God. What's? Can I ask you a question, Joel? All these... Like, we just started a... Like... What's happened? Who's... Who's is there like an evil guy who's writing these storylines that are that's actually hovering above New Japan Pro Wrestling and giving storylines to Ghetto and Ghetto is I don't know drunk <laughs> and he just signs off on it <laughs> you know is 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 that what's happening is is there some some master puppeteer that's ruining our New Japan Pro Wrestling Joel <laughs> Yeah it does seem to have taken quite a turn in, uh, over the last 12 months doesn't I mean, it t- 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 about this feud specifically it's just uh, both guys feel like they're phoning it in to me 
I, I look. I, I just, I, I know people, and I, I'm, we're not going to get back on this. This, trust me, Joe. I promise. People were shocked with Evil won this title, and at the very least, it did rattle people awake um, that the title can change hands at any time. And I know people complained that, oh, my God, it's evil. And he, But, okay, I was under the impression that, okay, this is a made guy now. This is a guy that is um, serious. And um, I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> he has fallen like a fucking rock for me. He is he's oh, quick. Uh, it's not... Yeah. I, O- Okada isn't exactly covering himself in glory here either. He looks like no. he's sleepwalking through the feud too. So uh, I think we should blame, blame both of them here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement. Like, you know, it's it, right. He, it, like Okada feels like he is in big match mode. <laughs> you know, like he'll turn it on, like like domes. And G1 Finals. Uh, new beginning? I don't know if you're getting... I don't know if you're getting top flight Okada. Yeah, I, but I mean, to be fair, this is, what, fourth match on the card. So if this was happening in the main event, I would be pretty angry. But as it's not, I'm just... I'm hand-waving it. Um, let's move on and talk about Master Huato, who on night one lost a singles match against Bushi in 11 minutes, 8 seconds with the MX. And then on the second night, got the winning pinfall in a six-man tag match over Kanemaru with the ugliest-looking Karatera I've ever seen. So just taking this as a whole, I I, I felt... It it just feels with Master Wato, it's like one step forward and then two steps back. Because I thought the Bushi match was pretty good so I thought oh, this this is decent this is better than I thought it was going to be no fuck ups nice clean work I thought Bushi looked good bit surprised by the result I, I, uh, which kind of signified that Watto was not you know not in the upper echelons of the junior singles division at the time of speaking uh, but then the, that closing the finish to the, the tag match against Kanemaru was just horrific and there's no one else Apart from him, who is fucking up like that so consistently, it seems to be happening like every other match with him, and that's a big problem. I'm, I'm gonna uh, look. I think across the board, this guy is not ready for the 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 big leagues. <laughs> I just he's just not from top to bottom. Like it's just, and, and I know. What what is what is most shocking to me about this, Joel, is the fact that when he went on excursion and when he was a young lion, I it, I was so hot. I can only speak for me, but he I was so high on him. Um, I I I cannot believe where we are. Like he, to he me, got he, worse over excursion, didn't he? He wasn't yeah. doing this. He wasn't fucking up like this when he was a young lion. Not that I can recall, no. Not that I can recall. I mean, for people who can... I mean, I'm I'm the guy who's like, you know, you put some weight on this dude and, and it'll happen. 
you could easily give him the intercontinental or you could easily, you know, like I'm, I was that guy. I had that high hopes for him. He's, he's, he has n- no confidence. He has lost foundational things. You're right. That, I mean, that, that sequence where he can't even fucking get over, he can't even, he can't even flip over. Like, like that's day one pro wrestling school stuff. And to me that it's in your head at that point, right? When, when fundamentals like that slip from you and you don't have that base and that support, that's a mental thing. Because at that point of, 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 a, of a pro wrestler's career, a lot of that – and again, I'm talking like I am. But, but just in talking to athletes, right, professional athletes, it's muscle memory at that point, right, the, the foundational stuff. And when you lose that, it's mental. Your, 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 your mind is fucking with you. And I really feel like that's where we are with this guy. And the only way you fix that is to step away from it. You don't fix that by doing more of it. You actually make it worse. Because it's not about – it's not that he doesn't know how to do it. It's that his mind is – not allowing him, his confidence is not allowing him, his psyche is not allowing him to do that. The things that when you don't have that mental barricade, it's just like flowing water. You're, it's just a part of what you do. It's just natural. Nothing he does looks natural. From the minute he comes out of the curtain, nothing he does looks natural. Pause on him. Hit the fucking pause button before not only, you know, he just, people like us rant and rave, but before he hurts himself or somebody, right? Because I think that's, that's our, that's, that's the territory we're going to be going into soon. Um, If these things don't, don't get rectified, it's okay to not have him on shows at this point. He needs to reset. And then you can say, okay, this, this gimmick obviously isn't for you. This gimmick obviously is something that, that is, you're not comfortable in. Where, what do we do with you? What, what are your ideas? How do, what's going to make you comfortable? How do you find yourself? How do you become the young lion again? Um, I think that's really that, – that might be the, 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 the key. How how do we make you the young lion again? Because something happened, and and something's not right. Tales the dude asked, when do we see Master Watto job to Tori Chan, the rubber chicken, and Ignatius sisters? If she fear Mister Watto, I mean, if they're wrestling together, I'm sure he does fear being dropped on his head or something uh, equally unfortunate. Um, other last thing I wanted to touch on about these two shows was a, a little young lion roundup. Louis says, does Yuya have a death wish? There was some really fun back and forth with him and Minoru Suzuki continuing their mini feuds. I thought there was some great stuff between Gay Kid and Zack Sabre Jr. I would love to see a, a singles match between them sometime in the future. And Yota Suji currently sitting at 26,000 likes in his quest for oh. 55,000 in his match uh, request against Tetsuya Naito. So some good stuff from the young lines on these two shows. They make it interesting. 
they you know they're having they're they're trying to do everything they can to, to be front and center. I, I like that. Um, <sighs> this whole Master Watto conversation got me concerned. Like, I you know you think about all the the, the people that walk through the dojo. You know, it's I say walk through. I mean, it's it's very difficult to get in, Joel. Then you know the the struggles of when you're there, and then making it to, um, you know, the main roster. It's it's a long journey and a very tough journey, and all the people who haven't made that. Um, but the Master Pato talk has got me concerned. Like, oh my God, who's not going to make it to the next level? Because I like all these guys. I think all these guys have have a certain something special, right? And I think and I don't think that there's one guy that people are pointing at and being like, no, 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 no. The way like to me, and again, they're they're in very basic minor roles, but is there a guy, is there a young lion that you wouldn't take over Master Wado right now? Uh, there is a brand new young line that okay. I would take over Master Watto at this point, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for the young lines, too, with all the the, uh, the COVID. You know a couple of them might be on it, might have been on excursion right about now. It's a shame. Part of the allure of being a New Japan pro wrestling star is that is that idea of learning from different people all over the world, which I love. COVID-19. Go fuck your mother. All right, well, that was uh, the new beginning. And we are now on the road to Castle Attack, which begins this Sunday on Valentine's Day, February 14th. We have four consecutive shows at Korakuen Hall. <laughs> then we have shows in Iwate, Yamagata, Fukushima. I don't know which of those are televised. And then we are back for a doubleheader at Korakuen Hall on the 22nd and then the 25th. Oh, there's not really much to talk about on those shows. Uh, I guess the biggest thing is that we have a new young lion called Yuto Nakashima, who is an ex-MMA guy digging around on the uh, Sherdog website. You can find he was previously Yuto Nakajima, so Nakajima has become Nakashima. Uh, he has an 0-5 record in mixed martial arts, which will Uh-oh. set him up quite nicely for uh, his record as a young lion. Now, I don't know if his match is going to be televised. He's in a lot of uh, opening singles matches against the other young lions, but I don't know if those matches will be televised because the New Japan World schedule says the shows are due to begin at 6, but it says these singles young line matches with Yuto Nakashima are going to begin at 5.40. So oh. I it, it looks like those might be dark matches. I'm not really sure. I haven't got confirmation on that, but uh, we'll wait and see. But uh, this is the first Japanese young line we've had since about three years ago when we were in Suji debut. So it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. Wow, three years, has it? Mm. Seems like it was just yesterday. I don't know why they would do that, though. I mean, I'm sure that there will be cameras rolling because, you know, you you don't want to be the, the boob that says, nah, let's not tape this one. The guy goes on and headlines nine consecutive Tokyo Domes. Wait, we, we don't have his first match? Nah, we decided not to. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm sure it'll be taped. That's weird, though, that they wouldn't they wouldn't do Maybe they just giving the guy a break and saying, okay, listen. You know, maybe you don't need the the cameras on. You know, maybe you you just 
get the basics down in front of a crowd first, and then we'll worry about TV. But I'm sure it'll be taped for sure. I bet you it's, it'll be aired. I can't – can you – why uh, – I think it'll be aired. I'm going with it'll be aired. And the other – the only other notable thing from these Road 2 shows are on Thursday, February 25th at Coracon Hall, the main event is an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Taiji Shimori and El Fantasmo in their first defense against Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. I think we might see uh, – change of titles there and, and does this match excite you Damon um no and no <laughs> no and no uh no it's, it, 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 I don't know it's got potential right right it can it could it could be good uh, it could be good right could it it could be, be good right could be could be I think Bushi and Hiromi have got underrated chemistry as a, a tag team should be fun. Okay. A lot of shenanigans. A lot of bullet club shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. A lot yeah. of lot of <laughs> lot of rope walking. You think there's some rope walking? Rope walking, loaded boots. Yeah. 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 Plenty. I don't, know. I don't know. Anything else on TV that night? <laughs> Uh, okay, well let's discuss the castle attack cards themselves. All right. So we have two nights. So the first night will be uh, Saturday, February 27th at Osaka Joe Hall. We are opening with six-man tag Kojima, Tenzan, Tanahashi against Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, Great Khan. So we are going back to that feud between Tenkoji and Empire. Right. But now we are throwing Tanahashi and Jeff Cobb into the mix. Second oh. match is a special singles match between Yoshihashi and Tangaloa. Which ooh. I, I like. Look at yeah, I know I like that we're saying ooh. Where if we'd seen that match on paper two years ago or even a year ago, we would have been like, Egh. but right. I'm really excited to see Tanglo in singles action, and we love Yoshihashi now, so I think that one could be really good. Third match, we got another special singles match: Hiroki Gota against Tamatonga. Fourth match, we have a provisional KOPW 2021 match with Toriano against Chase Owens. Chase Owens has proposed a Texas strap match where you got to touch all four corners oh. consecutively we're waiting to see what Yano's proposal is fifth match special singles match Tomihiro Ishii versus Jay White and sixth match another special singles match Kazuchika Okada versus Evil uh, Damon your thoughts on that card um looking forward to seeing Jay and, and Ishii I think that I think that'll be good um I think the potential for Okada Evil is is it can be good will it be good is a completely different story You'd have to hope, you know, main event of Osaka Joe Hall. Well, actually, right. last time they were in the main event of Osaka Joe Hall, they shit the bed, didn't they? So, yep. Can't be any worse than that, can it? <laughs> I mean, again, you if you if you're writing it down on a on a, on a piece of paper, it looks like they could, but you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, am I excited for the show? It, it does feel a little fresh, right? I like a lot of the undercard stuff, actually. Um, and again, I am interested in seeing Jay and, and Ishii. I think that has the potential to be really good. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm excited mildly. Let's put it that way. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm ravenous, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's piqued my interest. How about that? 
Okay, um, let's compare it then to night two, which is Sunday, February 28th, also in Osaka Joe Hall. First match is Tenkoji, Kojima and Tenzan against Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. Second match, Yano Ishii Okada versus Chase Owens, Jay White and Evil. Third match is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Gorilla's Destiny in their second defense against Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Fourth match, Never Openweight Championship match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Grey Okan. Fifth match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight match, champion Hiromi Takahashi defending against El Phantasmo and then the main event is the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match only oh god Kota Ibushi defending against Tetsuya Naito now that is a you know in terms of we've got four titles on the line here a very stacked show yeah yeah can we talk about this for a second can we can we discuss what's what what is happening here with the Intercontinental. Yes, we have a lot of questions about that. Storm said, what do you think I about bet. Naito going for Intercontinental Championship? Uh, Rocco says, there's Taichi, ZSJ, Shingo, others that could have benefited by challenging or winning the IC title. Why do you think Naito is booked for this? And uh, Booze, Booze Leprun said, is it too much to say that between the new beginning, quote-unquote, feud with Honma and then challenging only for the IC, that maybe they're beginning the downcycle process on Naito? So what are your thoughts on the separation of the belts here? Explain to me why, when at the end of this show, because I, I need a I need a smart person. I need a person with a, a, a doctorate to help me understand why, when Naito walks down in only the way he can to the ring, and decides that the he's just going to challenge for the Intercontinental Title. When, if he beats this guy, he would win the heavyweight championship. Help me understand the logic in that, Joel. Please. I think the logic is supposed to be that Naito doesn't want the belts to be merged, which is what Ibushi wanted to do. He wanted it in the beginning. He wanted it in the beginning. He wanted it in the beginning. It was his idea. Double Dome was his idea. No, he, he wanted fucking... to be double champion. He didn't want to okay. merge them. He his his he said all along that he wanted to be heavyweight champion, heavyweight champion and intercontinental champion and defend the two titles separately. And it was like okay. the double the, the titles being connected together wasn't his intention. So the the storyline logic here is that Naito is he doesn't want the belts merged and his character development over the years is now he sees the value of the Intercontinental title and doesn't want to see it merged with heavyweight. So that's why he's going after just the Intercontinental title. He says he doesn't deserve to get a shot at both of them because Ibushi pinned him. I just, you know, I'm hand-waving all of that. Pause, 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 please pause, please pause, because I I just want to make sure that this point doesn't get lost. So, again, he understands the value now of the Intercontinental title, a title that hasn't been defended on its own in over a year. Now he just wakes up and says, you know what? This Intercontinental title, eh, this is the shit. Ah, We haven't seen an Intercontinental title defense in over a year. But now he wakes up one morning and says, that's the shit right there. That's, that's what I'm going for. Okay. Well, like I said, in his defense, he wanted to defend it separately, but he says that that decision was taken out of his hands by New Japan mm. management. 
Well, thank God we have a uh, new ownership group. Because, uh, <laughs> our new, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think at any rate, whatever they did to separate these, but and we're assuming they are going to be separated. I mean, Naito might actually lose this one. I don't think it's a given that he wins. Um, but whatever they did to separate these belts, if they are separating them indeed, was always going to be a bit messy. There's always There was always going to be big logic holes there that made you think, oh, well, well, if they're doing why, this, why right. doesn't X person do Y? That was always going to happen. But uh, honestly, I'm, I'm bored of talking about different ways that they could have done it. We've you know been having this discussion for over a year now, so I'm just ready to hold my nose and do what needs to be done to get the IC title back into the mix. Okay, but we're in agreement that this is absolutely ludicrous. The 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 Naito looks like a boob. Um, the idea that he just woke up and now the Intercontinental title is is this is this master prize. Um, when he could beat the same person and be the heavyweight champion, right? Be the top of the mountain, which you would think all pro wrestlers that's their goal. Um, but no, he's going to hand wave that and be the secondary champion. Um, again, maybe he wants to be the best intercontinental champion. Okay. But we are all in agreement that this is harebrained. And again, we, we knew eventually we would get there. This is nuts. Am I right? Yeah, I'd, I've got right. no energy or enthusiasm to uh, unpick this one, I'm afraid. That's fine. I, I'll, I'll fucking be that guy then. It's... Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Mark says, assuming he wins, what would it take to define the Intercontinental title as Naito's rather than Shinsuke Nakamura's? Like, what three or four matches or moments would it need? Is it impossible without facing Nakamura himself? So do you think this is the direction? Do you think they want to get Naito out there as the Intercontinental champion to, I don't know, boost these cards or, or ticket sales or whatever? Can I ask a, can I ask a question? What's what's Shinsuke Nakamura's contract situation? Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's very happy. Whatever the fuck he's doing over there. In the do you US. think that this is a? Do you think this might be? Because I think that person whoever whoever asked that question is right. Like like, do you not? It, Shinsuke Nakamura is the person everyone thinks about when it comes to that intercontinental title. And there's not a lot Naito's going to be able to do to uh, change people's minds unless he defeats the person who uh, everyone seems to have in their mind. Am I not right, Joel Abraham? What about Wrestle Kingdom 16, night one, headlined by Tetsuya Naito versus Hiromi Takahashi for the Intercontinental title? I like it. I like it. I, I would like. I, I like that. Again, I talked about the Intercontinental title being that belt. That that belt should be in that position. And and yes, like the idea of double belt was. I hate it. I'm not a biggest fan of it. Um, we all know that. I, I, and it, and again, we, it would take a while for us to get over the fact that there was going to be some hair brain thing to to get them separate. Okay, what you have proposed. I like. I'm 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 into. I I would dig that. That so when we talked about Hiromo needing a, a a good dance partner 
at the dome where people would care. Bing, 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 bing. We have ourselves a winner. And Chris says, assuming Naito wins the IC belt, does Hiromu challenge him for the anniversary show? And perhaps do they do Ibushi versus Tanahashi as well? Wouldn't be the first time they did IWGP Heavy versus Never Champ at the anniversary show. So do you see any potential directions there for the anniversary show main event? Um, it's it's one of those things that people got gypped out of with COVID. That's for sure. When it comes to their new Japan pro wrestling, so yeah, I mean, I say keep them waiting. I say let's just go with the chalk pick of the current champions. Let's do Ibushi versus Hiromu for the anniversary show and keep people waiting for that Naito Hiromu match. I think so. I think you're right because because here's the because th- here's the thing. Sorry, here's the thing. You no, that's that's a money match, right? You are you already know people are clamoring just for that. Yeah, I say hold off. I, I definitely say hold off. But here's the thing with with the idea of teases, like like I, it's a long way. It's a long way to January fourth and fifth. You got You got You got to tease a little bit, a little tease, just to get people a little, little, little taste in their mouth. Uh, you could do that now. A nice, slow, year-long build. That's, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So just cycling back then to this card itself, where, like I said, we've got the tag titles, never title, junior title, and intercontinental title all being defended at Osaka Joe Hall. Um, that's a sexy card to me. Hmm. Sorry, eating my vitamins. <laughs> um, it is. A lot of singles matches. A lot of titles. Might not be the people that we want in those positions. But I think it's a good show. On paper, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more, with, um, I'm more excited Naito about Ibi. this. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm more excited about this than I am about... Than, than I was going into New Beginning, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, with Ibushi Naito main eventing of Sakajo Hall. Uh, you know, there's going to be some crazy shit going down with people's mm. necks getting fucked up. So, yeah. Certainly got that to look forward to. Um, okay, well, I watch Strong. <laughs> ah! So you don't have to. Uh, there's an interesting young line rivalry going on between DKC and Kevin Knight. It looks like they're trading wins as DKC picked up the submission win this time. Uh, Bateman also picked up a win in an entertaining eight-man tag match. And the main event of Ray Horus versus TJP was better than most of the New Beginning matches. So I would recommend people go to check out that one. But uh, that is all you're getting from me for Strong for this week. Um, yeah, you're not a Rocky apologist. You're not gonna just going to just bend over just because he tweets at us to, to talk more about Strong. You're not no. that kind of guy. <laughs> Unless you start paying me, then <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. going to do shit. Uh, okay, so... Questions then. Uh, Discord. Uh, Bebler says, Dear Damon and Joel, do you have any idea if there will be uh, little men, juniors, in the New Japan Cup, given it seems to be 32 men based on the schedule? Which person do you think has the best chance of pulling off the win? Uh, thank you for the question, the Bebler. Uh, now, I made a list, actually, to see what, what we're looking at for New Japan Cup. So I've got a list of, well, heavyweight wrestlers here. And some of these are a bit questionable. So Chase Owens, Dick Togo, maybe, uh, Evil, Great Okan, Goto, Tanahashi, Tenzan, Jay White, Cobb, 
Okada, Suzuki, Sanada, Kojima, Shingo, Taichi, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Naito, Makabe, Honma, Ishii, Yano, Osprey, Yoshihashi, Nagata, Yujiro, Zack. So that's 27. Maybe okay. Hinari and Bad Luck Farley. I don't know if they're in the country at the moment. That would be 29. And then if we throw all the young lines in there, Suji, Uemura, Kid, and the new guy, Nakashima, that gets us to 33. Cut Nakashima off there. We've got 32. So at a stretch, you could have all of those guys in. But that seems... I, I think you would throw some juniors, some more established juniors in there before some of those names I mentioned. Not only before the young lines, at least. Yeah, I would hope so. It does make it more interesting when they, when they do add that element. Um, and it does give, like, the... I want to say surprise wins, but it does give that element of, of surprise when uh, a junior pins an established um, heavyweight. So I like that element. The, to me, that's more interesting than watching guys like Honma and, and Makabe and, and, you know, Tenzan. <laughs> um, you know lose in the first round. So I'd rather I'd rather see some 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 interesting matchups in the New Japan Cup. I think they sprinkle them in. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh Cabin Beef says I watched the Sakuraba and Nakamura Wrestle Kingdom match that was on the front page of the network yesterday. I've also been going through some 2015-16 New Japan. I'm the watching recent Noah. Can you think of another wrestler that has had such a stark divide in enjoyability based on whether or not they are trying? Sakuraba is either completely useless or fucking <laughs> awesome, i.e. Uh, Keno and Nakamura matches. I couldn't stand him in New Japan a few years ago, and I'm starting to kind of love him. Am I just a weirdo, or do other people feel this way? Nah, nah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, he, I mean, it, he was brought in because he was such a massive name and made a massive name for himself from, from his MMA career and that Gracie fight that went on for, you know, you timed it with a fucking calendar. Um, and then there were, you know, I wasn't there, but people that were there have told me that one of the loudest pops or I guess most energy they have felt in the Tokyo Dome was Sakuraba-Suzuki match. Um, because it, it felt like it was this dream match that that occurred, or it was about to occur in front of them, and that the fucking building was just electric. He, they were saying so. Um, you add that to to yeah. There's not a ton of Sakuraba stuff that you'd be like, okay, you know that the the, the collection of great shit where you're, you're you're blown away in a New Japan ring is not. A lot, not 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 a, not a tremendous amount. Uh, but again, I think he he was you know he's a huge name and and all that. But um, he's had, he had moments. But uh, yeah, there's nothing that where you're like you're going back and watching the best of Sakuraba in New Japan. I mean, you 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 might get two two or three matches at best. Okay, uh, Vase Collector who has about. 20 questions here. I'm going to do one oh. on Maze Collector. You, you pump the brakes on the question, my friend. Uh, how do you think the promotion is seeing Hikuleo? Could he have the support and the skills to step into Farley's shoes, at least, or more? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think he's looked really good on Strong. I, I can see that he's improving. He's working hard on the weights and, you know, fitting his body out to look more muscular so he can play that monster role. And, yeah, I think he's more than capable of doing it. Um, he's certainly more mobile than Bad Luck Farley whether or not he can be that physically imposing, because he certainly got the height, but whether or not he'll get the build remains to be seen. But I, 
yeah, I certainly think he has the talent there as a worker to, to play that role at least. Yeah, and all that would really need to be done is, you know, one or two angles uh, where he gets over his monsterness um, and, you know, Fale kind of passing the torch with a, with a hand salute and away we go, right? Um, again, no one knows when Fale is going to hang it up, if even if he is going to hang it up anytime soon. But I think, you know, having him be the, the, uh, the understudy to Fale is, is the natural progression, and, and I think he'll be fine in that. I mean, it's not a uh, – I mean, Fale really wasn't known for his outstanding pro wrestling matches, and he's had a couple, but he's been in there with some pretty talented fucking people making that – Helping that occur, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a I don't I don't want to say an easy role, but that's a good role uh, to be in uh, to be the understudy. Absolutely. Gig me like a butcher says, dear Damon, when you finally finish the bar, uh, what's the first song that you played as you drank Ooh. that inaugural beer or other beverage? And question for Joel: Once you're back in China with family, reunite with Scampi and have some time alone. What game are you putting in the PlayStation? It's going to be uh, Persona Five for me because I bought that. Uh, before I left and haven't had time to play it yet. Uh, Damon, first song at the First song played, I know exactly what it was. Uh, It was Stone Roses, uh, I Am the Resurrection. Um, And I also know the first uh, video game I played was NHL 94, and I lost 2-0 on two goals by Pat Verbeek (laughs) on the Hartford Whalers. Uh, I will remember that forever. So, yes, there you go. Uh, Stone Roses, first song. Uh, NHL 94 first video game first wrestling match that I put on I think I put on like an, like an old no no what I put on I put on and I, and I was just testing to make sure it worked but I, I popped on um, when Liger retired they had a TV special where they aired 24 hours of Liger um, and I, I popped that on because I know the quality of the video was really good. So I just wanted to see how it looked on the TV. Bop, 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 bop. So that was the first wrestling that was on as well to answer that question that no one asked. Andrew says, if the big show was in the G1, what match would you most be excited for? I would book uh, the big show against the small show and have him against uh, Show Tanaka, even though Show hasn't been in the G1. <laughs> <laughs> and then t- together they would average out to be a medium sized show. I can't top that. Excellent, uh, move on. <laughs> Spannerhead said, recently watched the Stardom, Stardom costume change battle royal where everyone dressed up as another roster member. Should oh. New Japan do the same thing? I do like it when they do like the wackier stuff like Fantastic Mania, and I like the idea of them dressing up as each other. I think that will be a fun idea. So maybe if they can't do Fantastic Mania, do that. Just dress up as each other. Didn't they do that before? Who did that before? It was Robbie Eagles and um, Will Ospreay, right? They dressed up as show and yo. It was like around a Halloween show. Um, I remember that. Look that up. They had the jackets and the hats and the, uh, they, they dressed up like uh, Rapungi 3K. Um, so, yes, I would be okay with that one show, a little little humorous thing. Like, I would just want to see the wrestlers' reactions to somebody dressing as them. You know, you know a big battle royal, you know, people in the ring. You know, as they come and they see themselves and they're like, motherfucker, this is great. You know, that's what I would want. That that would be the best. Uh, so, yeah, I'm all in on that. Some nonsense show, uh, special show. Do it. I, I'm in. Fine. Steele O'Neill says, remember that Yano versus Tamatonga match in G128 that Uncle Harold got involved in? It's gone from New Japan World. So we, oh. we have, we're seeing the erasure of Harold May's presence in New Japan. Michael Craven, you're next. 
Although I don't or, think he's, next, he's on uh, next any or footage, is he? Yeah, uh, I don't think he is. I don't think he's on any recorded footage. Uh, yeah, I'll 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 hold off my uh, my 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 white box and, and sunken head joke later on. Uh, Tim says, when is Tanahashi going to film My Dad is Still a Heel Wrestler? We need a sequel. Look, Damon, you haven't even watched the first one yet, and I really no. think you should. I think it's a fun I, film. Mally uh, liked it. I think you and Cheryl sit down, you watch that together, you'll have a wonderful time. I'm, I'm telling you flat out, I don't think I could get her to sit down and watch it, number one. Uh, number two, I don't think I... I don't know. I don't, uh, look, I'm not a movie guy, and... I just I don't know. It's probably great. I, I, where can I find it? Is it on, it's not on World, is it? I don't think it's on World anymore. Excuse me, as I uh, barely stifle a yawn. Um, <laughs> we can get it to you if you're serious about right. watching it, which you're not. <laughs> we can get it. All to right. you. <laughs> get it to me, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, last question then uh, also Bash a question from Music Damon has he heard the new British band called Dry Cleaning they're on the cusp of doing big things here and question for Joel which next generation console are you getting I'm not going to be getting one anytime soon because I have barely scratched the surface with the PS4 I've played like five games on the PlayStation 4 so I've got the whole back catalogue of that to get through so uh, I will not be dipping into my pocket for a PS5 anytime soon uh, Damon have you heard of Dry Cleaning I have not but I do need some I got to need some shirts wandered <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. I'm hungry. Um, Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to give us money. Discord link is in the show notes. At Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super j cast for our t-shirts. Thank you, Editor Dan on Twitter at LousyHero219. Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, other shows. Five Snake Review, iTunes, Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thanks. Bye.